Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of This Is Getting Graphic. I am one of your hosts, Phil Oberholzer. And I am your other host, Andrew Kilpatrick. Welcome back to the show. Phil, how you feeling today? I am feeling great. It is almost Christmas. I am sufficiently holly and jolly. Uh, we got gifts going on. We got decorations. We've got movies of the holiday variety. I take it it's the same over on your end. Uh, it is, yes. Um, but for the people who will be listening to this, it's February, so... <laughs> That's also fair. We are enjoying the Christmas season and bringing it to February. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you gotta keep it with you all through the year, right? And, um, <laughs> you know, with it, with it being February and all, you know what that means, right, Phil? Love is in the air. Love is in the air, and we are looking forward to that most wonderful of holidays, Valentine's Day. And so, um, for today's comic, which uh, I believe is coming out on the day just before Valentine's Day, I thought we'd take a look at uh, a comic about a superhero who's had uh, a very storied love life over the uh, over the years. Um, his uh, oh, that narrows it down to all of them. <laughs> Well, this one in particular has had uh, will they, won't they, with several uh, several folks in the past, and his love life has in fact been a uh, been a staple of his book pretty much since the very beginning. Phil, today we're talking about the Amazing Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. Oh, sweet! We're finally talking about Peter Parker. We are indeed. We're talking about Peter Parker, the Amazing Spider-Man. And, One of uh, your personal favorites. Absolutely, yes. Uh, so, Spider-Man, um, I'm sure that I've mentioned this before, but uh, Spider-Man is actually the character that got me into comics in the first place. Um, you know, I'd, I'd been around, like, superhero media as a kid, but none of it had really, like, you know, gelled with me in a significant and uh, huge way until I saw the first Spider-Man movie in uh, 2002, I believe. That would have been around when I was, like, 9 or 10. and um, Classic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, looking back on it now, it's it's got some clunky moments, but overall, it is still, like, a really great... And, you know, a lot of that holds true to who Peter Parker is in the comics, which is, in some ways, makes it an excellent, excellent film. <laughs> but... Tobey Maguire definitely did bring the nerdy but jokey edge to Peter Parker that is very, very important to his character, and that I thought we missed there for a little while until Tom Holland took the reins. Really? Uh, I I disagree with that entirely, actually. Um, really? I thought, yeah, no, I thought that, uh, you know, um, Andrew Garfield did a spectacular job at bringing that, that snarky edge to Peter Parker as well. He did a good job bringing the snarky edge, but, and I've said this before, I can't remember if I said it on the show, Andrew Garfield, to me, just felt too cool. Well, yeah, I like, mean... Like, he was super smart and definitely a genius when it comes to science and invention, but he just seemed like a cool skater boy. He didn't bring the nerdiness along with the snarkiness. Well, and also, I didn't feel like, in terms of Andrew Garfield... And, and this is a failure in the writing of um, in the writing of the film, not necessarily of, uh, of Andrew Garfield. Um... He, oh, no, he's a great actor. Oh, he, I love him. Oh, he's phenomenal, yeah, and his Peter Parker is excellent. But um, the the problem that I do have is with, with the way that they write Peter is that he is selfish, fundamentally. At, at, like, there, there are points in the yeah. film where, like, you know, especially in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, this was a problem that I really had with that particular film, was that uh, Peter 
had just it was all about him it didn't matter like that gwen was doing great things or that you know aunt may was um you know having to take on extra work in order to support him through school like he just it felt very selfish to me and that I, i didn't care for that particular aspect of the character um, like I said, no fault of Andrew Garfield's at all. Uh, he was just doing what was written in the script, but... And we all know how well things worked out for Gwen Stacy in that movie. Oh, jeez. Which, um, <laughs> I, I think... I th- no no Way Home went such a long way toward uh, improving that yes. for me. Which, I mean, that it's, it's helpful because this is an older Andrew Garfield. It's an Andrew Garfield Peter Parker who's had time to, you know process his actions at that time and reflect upon them so it's like if that's what I, I liked about having those other spider-man there both toby and andrew garfield because um tom holland was able to see more mature versions of himself and you know uh reflect on what he could become you know exactly exactly and the choices that he should and should not make like that final moment with, and I won't give it away because in case anyone hasn't seen the movie yet, the final moment with one of the villains in that movie oh, where yes. he clearly has a very powerful choice to make and he considers that based on his interactions with the other Spider-Men. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, it's very well done. I think that No Way Home is probably... Well, no, I can't say that it's the best Spider-Man movie because um, Into the Spider-Verse exists, but... Um, yes, yeah. yes, yes! <laughs> yeah, but it's it's definitely it's definitely up there. Um, but uh, that that's all just kind of preamble for what we're talking about today, so... Um, Andrew, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this comic we're talking about will never get a movie adaptation. Uh, that's fair to say, but I will say that... Um, there are some elements that are in this comic that have been kind of translated into film, and I'll be... I, I, I will talk about it whenever we get into it, whenever we're able to talk about it uh, in the story. But Okay. Um, so, Interesting. So a little background for, for this one. Um, so this one is written by... Uh, this is Amazing Spider-Man number 131, this particular 131. issue. Um, so, this is written by Jerry Conway, and, uh, illustrated by, uh, Ross Andrew. Uh, Jerry Conway was a writer who, uh, came on, uh, basically, I think, I don't remember if it was right after Stan Lee's tenure, or if there was a writer in between them. I think that, uh, there was, there might have been a writer in between, but I don't remember. If I'm wrong, I'll cut this. But, um, (laughs) but yeah, Jerry Conway, uh, spearheaded Spider-Man for quite some time, and was responsible for quite a few, uh, landmark stories in, in Spider-Man's, uh, tenure, including, uh, the death of Gwen Stacy, um, the original... Oh, shoot! Oh, yeah. Uh, the original Clone Saga, he was also responsible for, so he, uh, oh, created... Oh, good, I have heard wonderful things about that. Well, that's the Clone Saga in the 90s. Um, the Clone Saga in the 70s was, uh, much shorter, and it was thought to be, um, you know, uh, kind of a one-off, a one-off deal. Uh... Okay. Yeah. But so, um, this is, uh, this issue picks up on a couple of plot threads that have been, uh, Working their way through the Spider-Man mythos uh, for some time. Um, first of all, uh, this is not terribly long after the death of Gwen Stacy, so Peter is um, still kind of reeling over that whole biz. Um, okay. Yeah, it w- it's been about ten issues since the death of Gwen Stacy, and based on um, what the characters say in there, it can't have been more than like 
a couple of months since she passed away. So, I was going to say, um, in ten issues in comic terms is like it happened yesterday. Uh-huh, exactly. Um, so he's still kind of reeling with that. And um, also there has been a uh, gang war that has been brewing uh, in New York between uh, two factions. One of them led by Dr. Octopus... And, um, I don't know who that is. Yeah, I bet you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, and the other, uh, led by Hammerhead, who you may or may not know who that is. Okay, I actually don't know who that is. <laughs> okay, so Hammerhead, um, well, just for anybody who hasn't, isn't familiar, uh, Doc Ock is a brilliant scientist, six arms, uh, bit, was in an accident that fused the arms to his body, and, um, bit of a megalomaniac, like, um, he believes in his brilliance above all else and um just you know, a tad having four mechanical tentacles zap fried to your spinal column will do that to you i mean it was a little megalomaniacal before that happened but uh, <laughs> true the tentacles yeah. didn't help no not really uh hammerhead is a uh, crime boss who um he he used to be an enforcer for like another crime boss and was in a bit of a hit and run accident and then, and then he got a hammer fused to his head. Uh, you're not too far off because um, no, basically I'm joking. what happens I'm is joking, Andrew. He, you're actually not too far off because um, no. what what happened to him was after the hit and run, um, he was brought in by this doctor who subjected him I to, to God. several like medical experiments, like that fused these steel plates to his head. So, oh my um, God, he is a hammerhead. Yes, he's a hammerhead. And, um, he has a bit of an obsession with, like, 1920s gangster stuff. Like, that's his particular, um, niche. So, like, he, his, his, uh, his a gang uses, like, Tommy guns, and they all wear pinstripe suits. And, like, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Hammerhead's a delight. That's stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry, it is. I apologize to any Hammerhead fans, but we're talking about a dude with a sledgehammer for a face talking like Eddie G. Robinson robbing a modern-day city. You know, well, to be fair, I, I have never met a single Spidey fan who you talk to them and they're like, oh, yeah, my favorite Spidey villain's Hammerhead, so I don't think you're really Send your hate mail to me. <laughs> Phil's address is... No. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, but so anyway, so that there's a gang war that's been brewing between them in the background, um, which has been fomented by, um, a new villain on the scene called the Jackal, um, who... He had a jackal fused to his chest. <laughs> no, he, he's a weird guy dressed up in a green outfit who, um... I'm sorry, we just talked about a dude with a sledgehammer for a face dressed <laughs> like Eddie G. Robinson, and this fucker is the weird guy? He's the weird guy, yeah, because he's also responsible for the original Clone Saga. So, you know, oh. that's a whole thing. Um, but uh, that's neither here nor there in terms of that this is just for the background. Um, but so anyway, also, um, Aunt May has been, um, working for Dr. Octopus for a little while. She's been living in his house, uh, as a housekeeper. And, um... Uh-huh. Yeah. And the metal tentacles aren't a turnoff? Uh, no. No. Um, she, I believe, is... Uh-oh. I, I believe that she's aware of his criminal career, but also, um, not terribly bothered because he's kind to her. You know what I mean? 
Andrew, I need you to know I just felt my heart drop into my stomach <laughs> for what we are about to talk about. Please don't let it be what I think it is. So, um, Aunt May has been living in Doc Ock's house for, for a little while. and um, I hate this already. And after the gang war, um, so Ock went to jail for a while and... Um, Hammerhead fled to Europe with the destruction of his gang. So he's As back in do. he's back in town. The Jackal has been fomenting uh, rage and resentment uh, against Doc Ock for what happened. Um, so that's a whole thing that's been going on. And um, so a piece of information was received for Aunt May um, that's a mysterious kind of envelope. It was brought by a, a Canadian lawyer... To the United States, and it was information okay. that... Uh, weirdly random. So, because she's living in Doc Ock's house, Doc Ock saw it first, and to conceal what was in it, he had the lawyer killed. Um, so, oh, good! Uh, yeah, yeah. So, Aunt May knows nothing about this, but um, Hammerhead finds out that there's something going on with a piece of information that Doc Ock has received, so they invade the lawyer's office, um, steal the envelope that had the information in it, and um, they uh, manage to almost get away with the information, but they're stopped by Spider-Man, who finds that the uh, note is addressed to May Parker, and so uh -huh. um, he takes it with him, um, and he goes to... So he and Mary Jane, in order to get his mind off the whole, you know, my girlfriend is dead situation have gone to... It's funny, actually, because we're recording this at Christmas, and this issue actually takes place during the Christmas season. Um, so... Happy Valentine's Day, everybody! <laughs> but anyway, um, so she takes him to Betty Brant's Christmas party in order to, you know, um, take his mind off of things. And while he's at the party, um, Spider-Man reads the, uh, the note, and he's like, Oh, shit! I know what's going on now! And what so, the fuck is going um, on? So he he leaves the party, uh, doesn't tell anybody that, uh, you know, he's like, I gotta go, I gotta leave. And he swings out to Doc Ock's estate in, uh, in Westchester, where uh, he comes upon a bit of a peculiar sight. And that sight is what is on the cover of uh, the issue that we're covering today. So let's go no. ahead and uh, hop into the uh, hop into the issue here. Uh, no. Just a moment here, and I will pull up the cover for you, and we can begin to talk about The Please. Amazing Spider-Man number 131. Andrew, you said you made me say love is in the air earlier. Oh, God, no! <laughs> <laughs> Phil, no! kindly describe what you see on this cover. I don't want to! You gotta. It's your role. Uh... <laughs> in the shortest of terms it appears that spider-man is swinging in to stop a wedding which appears to be the <laughs> wedding between aunt may and dr octopus <laughs> and he is shooting web over the priest's bible that he has opened for the ceremony what the fuck are we doing <laughs> I'll tell there you what. There is no way she is willingly going along with this. Look at the look on her face. She is clearly drunk. <laughs> yeah, 
You know, what's funny about this is that Aunt May is entirely conscious through most of these events, so, um... How in any way, shape, or form does she think this is okay? Oh, well, you know, he's a nice guy. He's a doctor. You're getting good money out of it. Does he look like a nice fucking guy? <laughs> what do you mean? I try, I try not to judge a book by its cover. I really do. But if I saw this motherfucker, I would not give him the time of day. <laughs> so, um, on this cover, as you, as you rightly said, uh, Spider-Man is uh, shooting a web into the priest book. And he's saying, no, this wedding will not take place. To which Doc- I'm on Peter's side. <laughs> to which Doc Ock is replying, But it will, wall crawler, over your dead body! Hey, does Aunt May know that Spider-Man <laughs> is, is Peter Parker uh, at this d- point? She does not, no. Okay, because I was about to be like, How does she not turn to him immediately and go, That's my nephew! <laughs> Fuck you! And um, my favorite part is uh, the priest who's going, with this ring, Ivy Web. <laughs> Where did that come from? Did you see man dressed as a spider on the ceiling? <laughs> and then the caption off to the side reads, Aunt May marrying Dr. Octopus? That's just the start of the greatest action-ish ever. Action-ish? I'm assuming ish is abbreviation for issue. It is indeed, yeah. Because right now I'm seeing it's great action-ish. It's adjacent to action. <laughs> this is certainly adjacent to action. Now, see, my, my other favorite part of this is the guests who are all both shocked and also all appear to be packing. Because, um... You were all shocked too late. You should have been shocked when Aunt May agreed to marry Dr. Octopus. Well, because also, like, there's this guy in the front who's got an automatic rifle. There's another guy who's pulling a pistol out of his jacket. It's like... (laughs) Uh, Everyone knows we need to bring our guns to the house of the Lord. Doc Ock was having this, uh, this wedding on the same day that there was an NRA meeting. You know what? He would. (laughs) What do you care about more, your guns or my upcoming nuptials with a lady who is, what, 30 years older than me? Uh, potentially, I mean. This was during the era where Aunt May looked 80 and was, like, constantly dying, so... She really does look ancient. I'm uh-huh. sorry. That's another reason this wedding is not okay. <laughs> I know, I know. So, uh, what do you say we hop into the story proper here? Oh, do we have to? Uh, we do, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, that's what we're All here right. for. All right, take us away. So we open up into, um, like I, I said. I still hate is... <laughs> it. It's the exact same picture, basically, and I hate it. <laughs> yeah, basically, um, it's Spider-Man uh, looking into the window on Doc Ock and Aunt May, who are about to uh, about to get married here, and he's thinking to himself, I don't believe it. As if I didn't already have enough problems to sink a battleship. My own aunt is marrying my worst enemy. Doc Ock is marrying Aunt May. This is another installment of the story of Peter Parker cannot catch a break. No, this man's life is a swirling torrent of pain and misery, and it always has been. It really is. Every morning (laughs) he breaks his legs, and every afternoon he breaks his arms. Uh, If his legs is his heart, and um, his arms is his wallet, then yes. He's forever broke and alone. Well, not since Mephisto, but we'll get into that someday. 
Um, no, we will not. I am vetoing that immediately. Someday we'll talk about it, just so I can spit my vitriol at it. But oh, uh, good. For once, you'll <laughs> be the angry one. Yeah. But anyway, we also get the title of this book, which is My Uncle, My Enemy. <laughs> I wonder how long it took him to come up with that. <laughs> I would have to imagine not too long. And then we also see, um, I love this guy who's like weeping as he's watching the marriage of Aunt May and Doc Ock. Am I the only one that realizes how dumb this is? Hey, shut up, Rocco. This is great. (laughs) My friends all suck. We're getting some cake after this. Oh, cake. (laughs) Got that tiny around, Rocco boy. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Spider-Man is uh, is watching this all go on. And um, he's, um, he's really just kind of disturbed by this. And uh, as he's... Yes, we all are. Yes. And as he's trying to figure out what he should do about this, uh, his spider sense begin to, begins to go off. And um, there is a uh, loud noise at the door, and somebody smashes in, and it's Hammerhead. So... Um, yeah, see? Yeah, he runs I'm in. I'm gonna stop this here wedding, see? <laughs> yeah, he runs in, and um, my favorite after he runs in is the priest, who's looking at all this and going, Oh my, this won't do at all. <laughs> it really is very unperturbed at the fact that there is not one, but two local supervillains invading his church. Yeah, I know. that this. Du- Maybe it's a good thing everyone in the audience is packing. <laughs> yeah, that this dude is not concerned about this in the slightest, which is incredible. Uh, just another day in this piece of shit city. <laughs> well, this is Westchester, so, like, um, the X-Men are right next door, so it's like, you know... <laughs> They'll be here momentarily to take care of it. They have a jet. (laughs) So, yeah, Hammerhead uh, bursts in with all his men, and um, he goes, uh, You and the rest of Doc's pals are going to go sleepy-by for about six hours. At least that's how long the stuff in these stun pellets will last. Long enough for me and my boys to grab the pocket aim and split. Oh, oh, I am so terrified of a villain that uses the term sleepy by. <laughs> well, you know, 1920s gangster, they're kind of scary sometimes. Except when they're in the year, what, 1986? Uh, 73, actually. Okay. It's all right, everybody. I was only 15 years off. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, Doc Ock, uh, shoves away the minions that are trying to come for, uh, for him and Aunt May. And, um, he, uh, hustles Aunt May away and says, Forgive me, my dear. As always, I am besieged by enemies. For the moment, we must adjourn to complete this sacred ceremony in a more, uh, congenial surroundings. Oh, I know what that means. Come here, you big hunk. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> now, show me what those tentacles can do, big boy. Oh, good God. Thank God we hadn't gotten to the cake yet. I sure can't wait for the reason I'm doing this to come to light, because right now I don't even know why we're here. <laughs> Um, so Aunt May is super confused about everything and is kind of panicking because of the fact that her, you know, I bet, I bet our wedding to Uncle Ben wasn't like this. Why is she okay with this? Why does she want to marry Dr. Octopus? Again, he's been very kind to her in her loneliness and, um, you know, he's got money. 
you know what? You know what? Okay, I, I'm in a bit more support of this now. You go get that paycheck, Grandma. <laughs> so, uh, she she's really all confused, and she goes, Why are they attacking us? That man, he said he wanted to kidnap me? Why? What does it all Why mean? Why are they attacking us? You're marrying a supervillain! <laughs> People attack them! <laughs> that does tend to happen, especially when said supervillain is involved in a gang war! Lady, you do not have dementia, to my knowledge. No, You no. look ancient, but you're still sharp as a tack. <laughs> so, uh, Ock sneaks her into the escape tunnel, and, um, Spider-Man, uh, attempts to, uh, swing around the house. I'm sorry, order... this church has an escape tunnel. Can we address that for a second? Oh, this isn't the church. Uh, this is Doc Ock's estate, so... Okay, well, I believe that place has, like, 40 escape tunnels. Yeah, there you go. So, um, like I say, Peter swings around in order to, uh, follow them, and, um, as he's doing so, he goes, Hammerhead must still be following the trail mapped out in that document he dropped, and like all good baddies, he wants a piece of the action. Only in this case, the action is Spidey's Aunt May! Oh, 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 god, no, no! <laughs> I mostly read that for phrasing! That, that, yeah, that's, that's an Archer phrasing moment. Hey, phrasing! Oh, I hate, I hate the mental image that conjured up. I need you to know. Of course. So, Spidey continues. <laughs> so, Spidey continues, poor Aunt May. She doesn't know why Ox after her. She thinks it's love and Mr. Is she wrong? Why the fuck is he after her? She doesn't have an inheritance. He's the rich one. Stick with me. So, do I need to? I reiterate, do we have to do this? Uh, we do, because honestly, you're a lot closer to the truth than you think. Um, I, so... I've said it before and I'll say it again. I hate when I'm right on this show. <laughs> so, um, a as he's uh, working to try and get Aunt May to safety, uh, Spidey swings in and um, attempts to, uh, you know, stop them from wherever they're going. But Ock uh, slams him out of the way and goes, You don't th Do you suppose I'd let you threaten this darling lady's life for even a moment? I was going to say, it's a little hard- It's a little hard to do your acrobatics when you take a metal tentacle to the face. Yeah, exactly. And Spidey gets thrown back and he goes, oh, I keep forgetting. When I fight Ock, I've got to deal with six arms, not two. How do you how do you forget that? I know! They are protruding from his back! Like, look at him! It's not like this is something that... They're bigger than he is! <laughs> oh shit, that's right! Dr. Octopus has fucking tentacles! <laughs> how could I forget? <laughs> oh, that's right, I'm dealing with six arms. Spidey, you're bad at this! <laughs> so, um, it, he continues to think to himself, and he's like... I, I can't go charging in. There's Aunt May to think of. Her frail heart might not take the shock of seeing her precious intended locked in battle with a menace called Spider-Man. I mean, my God, she's 230 years old. And doesn't look a day over 207. Her son is the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> so um, he decides to, you know, uh, play it play it safe for a little while and just... Uh, observe until he can figure out what's going on so uh doc ock meanwhile uh pulls a little lever that appears to be on his property and uh from out of it rises <laughs> one of many i'm sure yeah and from out of it rises a uh helicopter and um ock escorts aunt may to the helicopter 
um, insisting that it's time that they make a hasty escape. And not a, not a moment too soon, it appears, because um, Hammerhead and his lackeys uh, show up on the airfield just as they're taking off and start shooting at the uh, the helicopter. And his minion goes, It's no use, Hammerhead! These stun pellets can't penetrate metal! They're getting clear away! Look how dumb Hammerhead's head looks. <laughs> Look at that 90-degree angle that his head forms. He looks like a Dick Tracy villain. I think that was by design. Because also, also, I love that his whole shtick is he's doing the 1920s gangster routine. I don't think his minions should be dressing like they're in hazmat suits if they're coming from the 1920s. <laughs> you got a point there. Um, well, this is his second mob. His original mob was lost in the uh, in the initial appearance in the gang war with Doc Ock. So um, I think this is his second group of minions. Oh, criminy! You know what'll stand up to that tentacled bastard? Hazmat suits and and sleep pellets. There's no radiation to be found here, see? Everyone can see how big my brain is with my 90-degree angle head. <laughs> so, um, he's like, All right, we'll play it their way, because I've come too far and waited too long for Ark to push me out of this scene now. We'll use the bird we came here in, and if we have to, we'll follow Ark halfway around the world. Okay, this dude is clearly bored. <laughs> Hammerhead? Yeah, he's got nothing fucking better to do than chase this motherfucker around the world. Well, he's been cooling his jets in Europe for the last few months, and, you know... That's fair, he is just coming back from vacation. No <laughs> wonder he's ready and raring to go. Yeah, he's gotta have something to do, right? But also, he, he thinks that Ock is in, like, pursuit of this, like, big score um, that he what wants in on. What big score? What does Aunt May have? Stick with me here. Uh... Because I can't tell you yet. Fuck. <laughs> but it will be revealed in the story. So, um... Continue. Yes. So, Spider-Man overhears what, uh, what Hammerhead is planning. So, uh, he lets them get into their helicopter. And, uh, as he does so, um, he latches himself to the helicopter with a web and decides to take a ride with them in order to figure out where Doc Ock and Aunt May are going. And he promptly froze to death as they rose above the cloud line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, but we cut from Spider-Man presumably freezing to death to uh, Betty Brant's Christmas party, which he uh, had left earlier, and where J. Jonah Jameson is, of course, telling a uh, fun, blowhard kind of story. and um, <laughs> Otherwise known as all of the stories he's got. Absolutely. So um, most of the, his audience uh, excuse themselves uh, while Jonah is telling this story. So in the, the helicopter just flies by with Spidey's frozen corpse <laughs> hanging off the bottom. And Jameson's like, this is the best Christmas ever. <laughs> I got what I always wanted. Santa got my letter. <laughs> um, but so anyway, uh Ned leads uh, Betty Brandt and uh, Mary Jane um, adjourn to the kitchen where um, Ned asks where Mary Jane, uh, or sorry, where Peter has gone. And MJ replies, you got me, Ned. Mr. Parker's given Ms. Watson the cold shoulder. Right now, I feel chilled. That's not all that Mr. Parker's given Miss Watson, if you know what I mean. Whoa, Gwen just died a month ago. And he needs to cope in his own way. <laughs> well, funnily enough, that's kind of what Ned's driving at, because he's, <laughs> I, I, he's... I'm so sorry that I relate to this guy. He's like, 
As a matter of fact, for a guy whose girl died so recently, I'd say Peter Parker is adjusting to things fairly well. Give him time, he'll come around. If there's one thing we know about Spider-Man, it's that he never adjusts to anything very well. <laughs> um, and Mary Jane replies, Who cares? A fellow like Peter can be a drag on a girl's career. Know what I mean? Sure, Mary. <laughs> sure, Mary Jane. You'll be thinking that exact same way in a couple months. <laughs> oh, exactly. And then she continues, Listen, I'll catch you kids later. There's a party out there, and MJ just loves parties. Ciao! I am terrified of what is to come. This is building to something, and I hate it. <laughs> um, so Ned and Betty uh, kind of continue um, talking about uh, talking about the whole Peter and MJ thing. And um, Ned can- goes, you know, I'd hate to see Peter get hung up on a girl as flighty as MJ. Doesn't seem right. And... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if this was a visual media, that's when we would cut to the 10,000 pictures of them being soulmates and hanging out together. <laughs> yeah, kind of. But at that point, um, Joe Robertson, who is uh, the editor-in-chief at the Bugle, uh, strolls in and goes, Slow down, son, since when does one man decide what's right for another? Peter's a pretty stable young man. He can make his own decisions. Now, I know you're saying to yourself, what does Joe Robertson know about romance? My friend, I can assure you nobody was wondering that. <laughs> well, let me sit down and I'll pull out my little black book. You see... <laughs> I, I would much rather listen to this than listen to Doc Ock marrying Aunt May. So he continues, More than you suppose, Ned. A city editor picks up certain things, and the most important thing I've learned is this. People find their own way, usually without an eager friend's help. Especially a guy like Peter Parker. A bright young man with both feet planted firmly on the ground. <laughs> Smash cut to him hanging off the helicopter. Ah! That's actually exactly what happens. Because, yes! Um, yes! Yeah, we cut to the helicopter in the air, and the narrator chimes in with, Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Did you get that reading, audience? <laughs> so, so it's very fun. Um... And then, uh, we cut to the inside of the helicopter where Hammerhead goes, It's working out just like I figured. Ox heading north into Canada, and we're going with him. I don't know what exactly that old dame's inherited, but whatever it is, it's big. Ox had a lawyer killed when it looked like he'd spilled the beans of that Parker dame's nephew, and that's big enough for me. It's almost as big as my stupid head. You know, boss, I wasn't going to talk about it, but, you know, as long as you're bringing it up, yeah, uh, have you seen a doctor about that? It's stage four. That's why I need to catch him now. Oh, God, boss. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't need your sympathy. Kicks him out of the fucking helicopter. Ah, make sure my wife sends you a fruit basket. Ah, that's sweet of Mary. <laughs> so, uh, Peter, who has somehow been listening in over the roar of the helicopter blades. Um, <laughs> set. I love how he's also kind of looking out at the reader like, yeah, I don't know how I'm doing this either. <laughs> he's like, um, realize that Hammerhead doesn't know the secret and uh, puts together everything that we've pretty much uh, established up to this point, that Doc Ock intercepted a letter to Aunt May when she worked as his housekeeper and that he's been, you know, kind of stringing her along ever since. And he continues... Obviously, if he married her, her inheritance would be le become half his, legally. And if she happened to die, he'd get it all. 
I don't know what we are building to, but I can already tell right now it is not going to be worth it. Stick with me, please. <laughs> I'm sticking. I'm sticking. Okay. I'm sticking as well as Peter is to the bottom of this fucking helicopter. <laughs> well, Peter continues. Ugh. Hope we don't have too much farther to go. If it gets any colder, I won't be much use to anyone. Never mind my old Aunt May. <laughs> Jameson in the background. Freeze! 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 How did you get here? We're in Canada! I go anywhere that the spider menace goes. I'm the only one that can stop him. He's in like a wacky racist flying machine right next to them. <laughs> God, he fucking would be. <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson makes the dumbest financial decisions. Well, that's true. He he once sponsored the uh, experimentation on several robots in order to kill Spider-Man. And also turning a man into a scorpion. So, you know... <laughs> He is now he is now couch surfing on in his son's apartment. Um his son is a man wolf, but you know. Why isn't he more concerned about that? <laughs> um it's mostly okay at this point. <laughs> Fucking comic books. I know, I know. Someday we'll talk about John Jameson too. But uh so it says about 20 minutes later, um, Hammerhead is looking down at everything, and uh, they reach their destination, and he goes, No, it can't be! We didn't do all this for that! Just for that! A crummy Canadian island?! And the narrator chimes in with, Not just any island, Hammerhead. This is a rather special island, for it has one of the richest supplies of uranium found in nature. And one of the world's most sophisticated nuclear breeding reactors to match. Andrew. Yes? You're going to sit there (laughs) and hand me a book (laughs) in which Aunt May inherited a nuclear uranium island (laughs) in Canada. In Canada, yes. Who the fuck left her a nuclear island? I don't know. Why don't you know? I, I need the answer to this question. I have absolutely no idea what obscure relative of Aunt May's had a fucking nuclear plant in the middle of Canada and decided to leave it to his random relative in Queens. How do we not, in the history of comic books, have an answer to this question? I think after a certain point, we all just like to forget this happened. I certainly would like to forget it happened, and I just read it. (laughs) So, um... What the (laughs) fuck is happening? (laughs) Well, the narrator continues... Yes, this is the terrible secret. May Parker has inherited the most modern, privately owned atomic processing plant in the world. A plant that in the wrong hands could produce a weapon powerful enough for a madman to wreak incredible havoc. And if we need to tell you just who that madman might be, well then, friend, you just haven't been listening. I I know you're joking right now, but that legitimately pissed me off. Uh, I'm not. That's exactly what the narrator says. What? What? It is? Yeah, I read that verbatim. Well, then you just haven't been paying attention. (laughs) Fuck you, narrator. (laughs) Fuck you, Jerry Conway, apparently. (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) 
How dare you not provide an answer to this and then mock us? <laughs> you fucking asshole. But so, yeah, um, Aunt May has inherited a nuclear plant in Canada. This is dumb. <laughs> this is one of the dumbest things we've ever covered on this show. <laughs> um, this is so stupid, Andrew. <laughs> uh, yes, indeed. And um, Aunt May has no idea about any of this because she's never seen, like, the note or anything associated with it. So as she's being trundled out of the uh, out of the airplane, uh, she goes, Otto, it's cold. Why have we come here of all places? I'm freezing. And yeah, This poor old lady is being fucking shepherded from, from America to Canada to this random nuclear island, and she has no clue what the fuck is even happening. Also, I'd like to point out that they're all in the country illegally because, you know, nobody showed their passports at the border or anything. I'm a little surprised. They're Mounties. They're not going to do anything. Well, I'm a little surprised that there wasn't any, like, border patrol on the uh, in the air or anything like that. I don't know, but... I mean, you'd think in a comic book world they would have it, but then again, this is a comic book where an 80-year-old lady inherited a nuclear Canadian <laughs> island. I know, I know. So, uh, d- as we continue, Doc Ock demands that uh, Aunt May be given a coat, and um, she she gets one, um, and then uh, at that moment, Hammerhead also shows up and starts shooting down at them. And um, Doc Ock is none too happy about this and uh, orders them to destroy him. While at the same time... (laughs) Finally. I know. While at the same time, uh, Spider-Man is like, Ooh, looks like old Spidey's in the hot seat now. We're still too high up for me to jump, and if I try to float down on a web parachute, I'd be a perfect target. And then he's like, Why am I even here? (laughs) Well, he continues, Oh no, my problem solved. I know exactly how I'm going to make it down. Hammerhead's gonna ram him! Oh, God. Spidey is not even doing anything to help. He has gotten his ass kicked and has gotten dragged out <laughs> of the country. What has he even done in this whole book? Well, you know, he's, he's trying to figure out, you know, he's gathered information. I guess you'll give him that. That's true, he has, but even he doesn't know what to do with all of it. <laughs> well, uh, once they make it down to the ground, um... Uh, Doc Ock is, uh, taking Aunt May and bringing her, uh, closer to the facility. Meanwhile, Spidey is basically leaping on, uh, both Doc Ock and Hammerhead's minions. And, like, uh, basically getting over to Aunt May as, as, uh, as quickly as he possibly can. Well, I can't do anything else. Eat my fist, random guys! And what's funny is he calls him a sap, based on that sound effect. <laughs> wow. Peter Parker's fists insult people when they hit them. I mean, it would explain a lot about his quipping, you know? Your mother never loved you! Oh, God, he's right. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm going to jail and I'm depressed. (laughs) So Spider-Man swings his way over to uh, to Aunt May, uh, grabs her, and says... Pardon me, miss. You and I have business elsewhere. Business your nephew, Peter, insisted I take up with you. So if your cute friend has no objections, we'll be off. My friend Pete, my nephew Peter knows Spider-Man? <laughs> well, she knows that he takes his picture for the Daily Bugle, so, you know. Okay, I guess that's fair. That is fair. And also, um, it, I, I've always wondered, like... How good is the muffling in the mask that she, this woman who has raised him virtually his entire life, does not recognize his voice? 
That's really fucking mm-hmm. true. Like, why doesn't she know what her own nephew sounds like? That mask is made of what? It's it's a not it is not a muffling fabric. She never actually listened to Peter. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> it is yet another tragedy in the life of Peter oh, Parker. Well, he's just talking science again. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going back to my big old hunk of man with his metal arms. I can't wait to get that nuclear island. (laughs) I'll do whatever it takes. Now I gotta get in on that dried up... (laughs) (laughs) People have done worse for money. Or a nuclear island. I don't think people have done that. So, um, naturally, uh, Doc Ock chimes in here going, But I do have objections, Webslinger. Very serious objections. I won't let you harm this lovely lady, even if it costs me my life. I mean, I'd say that was noble if he wasn't completely lying. (laughs) you know, trying for her nuclear island. Trying to get... God, it's so dumb to say out loud. (laughs) I mean, that's not even a euphemism. Although, I... (laughs) Although, I think we've just struck upon a great euphemism for vagina. Uh, no. Mm, that that, I don't that want guy's it to going be. for her nuclear island. No! Oh, God! <laughs> I need to, like, scour my brain after this comic. Um, But so, uh, Spidey fights back against Doc Ock and goes, Every time we meet, it's the same gig. You hit me, I hit you. When are we going to grow up, Ock? Let's stop acting like kids. Smash cut to almost 50 years later. (laughs) You'd think we'd have learned by now, folks. But we haven't, because Marvel will never let us learn anything. I still forget he has six arms. (laughs) How many does he have again? I always thought it was... Judging by the bruises covering my torso, I'm going to say six. (laughs) So, um, Doc Ock gets, uh, incredibly mad about this and goes, You dare call me a child? I've been called many things, Spider-Man, but never that. The very concept is grotesque. Get your priorities straight, buddy. Why does that ruffle your feathers? Because Also, the- you do kind of look like a grown-up, like, high school geek. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what he is. And also, like, he uh, he has an ego the size of the moon, so, you know. He, and yet being called a child is what sets him off. Well, yeah, of course. So of all he, the things that could have been said. So as Peter is uh, dodging this whole biz, Ock-Ock-Ock-Ock. Uh, Doc Ock manages to Ock Doctor. Ock Doctor manages to grab him and uh, thrust him into uh, into the snowbank nearby. But, Don't uh, say thrust after he was gonna marry Aunt May. Mm, he's just after her nuclear island. What do you want? Stop it! <laughs> so uh, Peter goes ahead and um, uses the momentum to uh, fling him uh, back onto the ground using his tentacles uh, himself. And uh, starts running up and punching him in the face and going, May Parker's a harmless old lady, and what you are going to do to her is a crime! Yes! Yes, it was! In any way that could be interpreted, yes, it was! So he punches him out with a two-fist punch and goes, Pleasant dreams, you pig! I am. I have never been more on Spider-Man's side than I have been in this fucking comic. And as Doc Ock enters into unconsciousness here, he's thinking, 
Why does he care so much about fucking Mae Parker? Because gross! That's why! <laughs> Stay Her- away from my aunt's nuclear island! <laughs> <laughs> that was Uncle Ben's nuclear island! <laughs> oh. Oh. Anyway, anyway, um, so now that Doc Ock is knocked out, um, Aunt May is also beginning to swoon upon having seen this. So well, yeah, she's freezing to death. Well, yeah. And also, she has a weak heart, which has been previously established. This poor old lady, she's in a wedding dress in the Canadian Arctic. <laughs> fucking freezing to death with a weak heart condition while a known menace pummels her fiance. <laughs> Aunt May's not having a great Christmas. It, it's just those Parker jeans. She's not allowed to have a good time. She's not biologically a Parker. She married into it. Oh, she inherited it when she married Ben. <laughs> oh, no. She inherited the misery. So anyway, uh, as she is swooning, um, Spider-Man shoots out a, uh, a web mattress for her, and she falls on it, and he checks on her and goes... Oh, her breathing's still fairly regular. Thank God. Got a split, but where? The infighting's still heavy over by the copters, so that's out. I'm also in Canada. <laughs> what What are we gonna do here? Where do we go? We're all in the country illegally. I can't go for help. <laughs> So, um, Spider-Man moves uh, a little further into the uh, into the complex and uh, narrowly avoids some uh, minions that uh, were catching up to them. And uh, meanwhile, we cut back to uh, Doc Ock, who has uh, regained consciousness and goes, I'll squash that impudent interloper. I'll make him snivel at my feet. Buddy, you need a break. <laughs> You've been through a lot today. Everybody has at this point. Everybody has. Spidey has. May has. Ock has. I have. (laughs) So, um, he gets up and starts chasing after them and goes, No one does what he did to Otto Octavius. He must be made to suffer for my humiliation once and for all. After today, Dr. Octopus will be the power to rule a world. And nobody can stop me. Nobody! Meanwhile, a fucking hammerhead running up over the fucking hill to, I'm here to stop you, see? Yeah, pretty much. He goes, there goes that six-armed creep now. Come on, we'll force him to tell us the secret of this place. And if any man's got the strength to do it, hammerhead has. Ock, if you lose to this dumb, flat-headed motherfucker, you need to retire. Like, the fact that they've pulled up on this place, and Hammerhead has not figured out at this point that this is a nuclear fucking reactor... I mean, my God! How do you... None of these villains do their homework before they go anywhere. No, absolutely not. And I mean, Hammerhead's never quite been the smartest villain, but I would think that he would at least know what a nuclear reactor looks like. Would he? Apparently he's from the 1920s. Okay, you got a point there. I'll give you that one. (laughs) (laughs) I can't go near this island. It'll upset my cancer. <laughs> By the way, I'm really sorry about that, boss. That that really sucks. He goes out the plane too. <laughs> Make sure my wife sends you a fruit basket too. 
No, I'm running out of room for fucking fruit baskets. <laughs> I don't even like fruit. Stop sending me these edible fucking arrangements. They're, what? they're, they're what dead after a day or so anyway. <laughs> Um, so, as Hammerhead is chasing after Doc Ock, uh, Spidey has made his way to, uh, a hangar where there's a, uh, supply plane, and he's like, it's, it's luck that it's still here, and my luck's holding. This cockpit's been modified, so even an idiot can pilot it. I hope. Even so, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that Peter Parker doesn't know how to fly a plane. I mean, I don't believe that he has a pilot's license of any kind, so, um... They've done so many illegal things already, I imagine Peter will just take this fucking plane. <laughs> which he is doing, um, and he goes, Good, Ox ducked inside the nuclear power plant, which means I'm cleared for takeoff. So, New York, here we come! Where are you gonna <laughs> land it?! <laughs> You will be shot out of the sky! I mean, as soon as he passes the... Well, apparently nobody cares at the border, so... Apparently the Mounties are all on a fucking coffee break! Well, I also would have thought, like, even on the U.S. border, you would think that there'd be, like, some radar station somewhere to see if anybody was coming over or something. They don't care about shit coming in from Canada. <laughs> they know it's not a threat. <laughs> Oh, hey, is that Doc Ock? Oh, thank God, he's leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Just let him go, boys. Bring him back to the land of guns. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Spider-Man takes off in this plane with Aunt May in tow. Meanwhile, um, inside, uh, Doc Ock is looking around the facility, and he sees a sign, and he goes, Danger, atomic breeder? Good Lord, do you realize what this means? We're all about to take a nuclear dick! <laughs> They're after our nuclear islands! <laughs> oh, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> so dumb. So anyway, um, Hammerhead also bursts in through the doorway uh, with the sound effect crump. So I can only imagine what kind of a move he's doing to come in. I'll crump with you, sweetie pie. <laughs> Make Canada great again. Vote for Conald Crump. Conald Crump. <laughs> so, um, Hammerhead or Doc Ock sees that Hammerhead's coming and goes, "Hammerhead, you blundering buffoon! Be careful! This is an active nuclear breeder. The slightest vibration could set off a chain reaction. For once oh in my your idiotic life, act sane." Oh my god, please, I need this to end with a Looney Tunes-esque mushroom cloud going up over the entirety of Canada. Hammerhead, um... No, 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 I take it back, I take it back! The, uh, toward Doc Ock to take him out, and, um... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Spongebob sketch where the pie hits Squidward's face and it cuts to like footage of a nuclear bomb going off over the ocean. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's the best fucking cut I have ever seen. <laughs> Hammerhead 
running at Doc Ock, and the next page is a full spread of a mushroom cloud. <laughs> and meanwhile, um, aboard the plane, Spider-Man is seeing this, and he's saying, I always knew Ock went in for things in a big way, but this is ridiculous. They are fucking dead. I refuse to believe that any of them survived. As it turns out, um, so, spoiler alert no, for future it's issues. Impossible. Um, it is impossible. They, they did, in fact, survive. Um, no! I don't know no. how. I will never understand how, being that they were at the epicenter of this fucking nuclear explosion, but here we are. They were vaporized instantly! Well, they should have been, and also, a lot of Canada should be irradiated right now. This book is dumb! <laughs> Canada is experiencing a lot of nuclear fallout right now, and they're not sure why. <laughs> Whose island was this? <laughs> I don't know who Aunt May's fucking Canadian nuclear scientist relative was who left her this shit, but it was probably the worst idea in the world. <laughs> It was the worst idea for Canada, clearly. I mean, not to mention also the fact that this was sitting on top of, like, apparently a pile of uranium. So, like, this explosion is, like, amplified, like, probably a thousandfold by that. Oh, my God. I want to shake this writer's hand. That is the fucking <laughs> best way this could have ended. <laughs> Oh, boy. Is this where it ends? Uh, no, no, we do continue. Um, How is that not the perfect ending? So, aboard the plane, um, Aunt May uh, regains consciousness and goes, Where am I? What was that noise? Oh, dear, you're that horrible Spider-Man. Where's Otto? What have you done with Otto? Uh... You might want to sit back down. <laughs> this is about to get really stupid. You see, Otto was vaporized instantly, and also, um, I'm pretty sure Canada is about to ex Canada is about to experience a nuclear winter. Side note: Don't look behind us. <laughs> so, um, Spider-Man goes, Mrs. Parker, please, you must try to relax. What I've got to tell you is, I'm trying to outrun a mushroom cloud. <laughs> What I've got to tell you isn't easy, and frankly, I'd rather not try to tell it while I'm figuring out how to fly this plane, and... Mrs. Parker? Oh. Pleasant dreams, Aunt May. Oh my god, May! Yeah, she she went unconscious again. Oh, this man. This poor woman! I know! She's, she's out a... there with Ben Grimm of horrible <laughs> sympathy! She's had a shitty-ass day. Her wedding is ruined. Her fiancé got vaporized. She, to her knowledge, is being kidnapped by a spider monster. And there is a nuclear fallout cloud right behind them. Yeah, I hope that plane is really fast. I reiterate, where the fuck are they going to land it in New York? I do not know. And we never find out. Because we cut to, uh, back to New York... Uh, it's about six and in the just morning. Home. Of course they are. No, 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 actually. Uh, it's about six in the morning, and it's, uh, back to Betty Brant's party, and Mary Jane is finally taking off and saying to Betty, uh, maybe it's time I cut out, Betty. If Peter hasn't shown by now, he won't ever show. He's a little busy at the <laughs> moment, MJ. He's out running a nuclear explosion. <laughs> I, God, that's another cut I want. I just want Mary Jane to be like, 
where the hell is Peter? And just smash cut to him behind the wheel of this plane. Oh my god! Ah! <laughs> so, um, Betty continues, Mary Jane, may I ask you a personal question? Well, I might as well say yes, you will anyway. You want to know how I feel about Petey, right? Whether I love him and all that? This is going to sound like a cop-out, but I don't want to love him. Can you dig it? I like the guy too much for that kind of scene. What does that mean? I think it's one of those entanglement situations. Like, I don't want to ruin our friendship by admitting that I love him? Well, yeah, and also probably one of those things where it's like, you know, um... So... His girlfriend died a week ago. There's that, too. And also, um, Peter doesn't know this, but Mary Jane has always known that he's Spider-Man. Oh. Yeah, like, this is only revealed years down the line, but MJ has basically known virtually almost since day one. Because... That... That is honestly really, really romantic to me. Oh, really? And she's kept it secret this whole time. Uh Uh-huh. To help him and to let him do what he does. Yeah. Like, it's been revealed... It's revealed years later that, like, one day when he was sneaking out to do Spider-Man stuff, she saw him through her window and never told him. So, um, yeah. She's known after all this time, and it's one of those things where it's like, she can't become involved with that because she knows... I think subconsciously, it's one of those things where it's like, she knows what happened to Gwen, and also, you know, she doesn't want Peter to have to worry about somebody else the same way like that. You know what I mean? That's so much more romantic than this dumb marriage plot! (laughs) So see, we came around to the love story anyway. Yeah, I'd I'd love that love story. That's perfect for Valentine's Day. Oh, I know. And um, as she's making her way off, she goes... Listen, this is getting too heavy. Let's leave it for some other time, okay? I need some sleep. I'll think about Petey tomorrow. Yeah, like Scarlett O'Hara said, tomorrow is another day. And one day I'm going to give that boy my nuclear island. (laughs) It's a wonderful nuclear island to attain. (laughs) And trust me, there will be an explosion. (laughs) So, yeah, um, that's the issue. What'd you think? That is one of the stupidest comic (laughs) books I have ever read. It is up there with one of the dumbest things you've ever brought on this fucking show. I'm so angry and so entertained at the same fucking time. This is the funniest stupid we have ever seen. You really think so? (laughs) I really think so. It's up there if it's not the number one. Oh, no, I mean, like, the reason why I wanted to bring this to the table was just because of this whole marriage scheme. And also, Aunt May inheriting a nuclear island is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. So... I I am so angry that we never get an answer to who left her the fucking island. I know, And the narrator mocks us for not knowing. (laughs) I know. It's like, you you asked the question? And fuck you. You haven't been paying attention. It's not our fault, you asshole! (laughs) We only know what you give us! You're the writer! (laughs) Do you know? 
I don't think you know who left the island. <laughs> who did this? Do you? Oh my gosh. So yeah, th- this one is a fucking trip and a half. It really is. And I just. Oh my God. I oh. feel like I've been to Canada and back. <laughs> you may as well have. You've seen a lot of shit, including somebody's nuclear island. Oh God, I hope not. It's not that kind of comic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, do you want to get us rolling on um, most uh, <laughs> wackiest character and wackiest situation? Where do I fucking start with this one? Wackiest character? Uh, I'm. You know what? I'm going to go out of left field. I'm going to say the wackiest character is whoever the fuck left Aunt May a nuclear <laughs> island. Technically not a character, but that is absolutely the most insane decision that has happened in this story. Yes, no, absolutely. Uh, Undoubtedly. As for wackiest situation, uh, (laughs) it's it's, the book. The book is the wackiest situation. (laughs) The whole book? Uh, If I had to pick one, God, wackiest situation. It's so hard to pick. I might have to go with the moment that actually made me cackle, which is that fucking explosion (laughs) at the end. Hammerhead ramming Doc Ock into a nuclear reactor and it blowing up the whole island. Yes. Somehow they're both totally okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, in fact, uh, that's a double for me because that's also my wackiest situation. (laughs) So here we are. (laughs) Um, I'm so glad we're on the same page on that one. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, Wackiest character is is hard because there are two that I'm having a lot of trouble choosing between. So I'm just going to give it to both of them, which is one, Aunt May for her willingness to, you know, marry Doc Ock in the first place. That was one I was considering, I'll be honest, but I thought, you know what? Aunt May's been through enough. (laughs) I won't make her wackiest character because she (laughs) just needs help. I know. And my other one is is gonna go to Hammerhead because of the fact that <laughs> because a, of the everything about him, partially because of the everything about him, but in particular the fact that he did not recognize a nuclear r- reactor when faced with it, like even before ramming his dumb the, head into it. Well, also when coming in on the island, I mean, with this being like an, an island where they process nuclear material, you'd think there'd be like, you know, smokestacks and all kinds of other telltale signs that this is like some kind of energy generating kind of deal, you know? Hey, I don't know what mystery family member did on this fucking island with <laughs> nuclear power. I know, I know. It's it's really kind of ridiculous. But so and I, if I don't know, then I must mean I haven't been paying attention! <laughs> So, yeah, I'm giving it to Hammerhead for precisely that reason. Because he's an idiot. Everyone in this comic is an idiot. (laughs) Yeah, this is an idiot comic. This comic only works if everybody in it is an idiot. Oh, my God. This was so dumb and so funny at the same fucking time. (laughs) I know. I know. And I'm glad that we were able to experience at least a little bit of a touching Valentine's Day message at the end. Yeah. See, that's legit. I do like that we did get some legit love. I know. It's very nice. I mean, maybe, maybe Jerry Conway was like, you know what? We've... We, we've had enough weird shit for today. Uh, let's, let's throw this out there. 
after he saw the nuclear explosion, he went, what am I doing? <laughs> Let's make the last page something coherent. I wrote this. What? What is happening? I don't even know. I'm coming down from the cocaine, and I am questioning things. Ah, <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, thank you all for joining us again for this fever dream of a book. Um, and, uh, we, we hope that you enjoyed the episode. Uh, if you liked it, uh, be sure to, uh, share it with a friend or a loved one or anybody who you think would just like an insane and wacky story, because that's what we got here today. And if you enjoyed it or have any suggestions or anything that we might be able to do better, go ahead and shoot us an email over to thisisgettinggraphic at gmail.com. You can also, as always, leave us a ranking and a review on your podcatcher of choice. You can also find us over on TikTok at thisisgettinggraphic. That's right, you can. And uh, you can also find us on Twitter at thisgraphicpod and on Facebook at uh, thisisgettinggraphic. Um, and also, we would also like to uh, acknowledge um, Alex Hanbury, who is responsible for the art and the logo for this podcast. And uh, we greatly appreciate all the efforts she goes to on behalf of the show. And considering this is close to Valentine's Day, I will reiterate that Andrew and Alex are engaged. We so are. So that's a little love story thrown in there for this, everybody. This is correct. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's very uh, nice. Another- Another person we, of course, want to give a shout-out to is the great Mozart Mouse, who recorded our theme for the show, the Super Guy theme. If you enjoyed the music, you can find Mozart Mouse and many other artists over on Pond5, which is a great source for royalty-free music. Uh, that is correct. And so, uh, without further ado, uh, we'll say goodbye for another episode, and we'll catch you in a couple of weeks for more uh, wackiness and insanity. Thank you for joining us, everyone, and making sure I don't have to go through this alone. (laughs) And as always, loyal listeners, stay super. I don't care about which spirit ladies do what to which Cajuns. I'm here to stop a wedding.